So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to our episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. So what we're doing today, guess what? We're talking about more marketing. And uh, specifically on this show, um, we're going to talk about how to personalize your marketing and lead generation. No one uses a robot um, and no one hires a robot and no one hires you unless they like you. So how the hell do you get more liked and more approachable, more personable, and more importantly, more authentic online? Well, so I get emails all the time from people all over the country. And the uh, thing that got my attention here was that this dude's a vet. And for me, that's my soft spot. He got my attention by telling his story, not telling me what he was trying to sell to get on this show. And when we do book people on this show, it's always because there's a story behind them. And just for those of you that are trying to get on here so that you now know, if you don't have a story, we're not calling you back. If you have a story and there's somewhere to share, and it has something to do with your personal brand, that's what we're all into. So uh, without further ado, I wanna go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Kevin Snow. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Mike, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here today. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who the hell you are, where you're from, and what the hell do you do? So uh, my name's Kevin Snow. I am, uh, as Mike said, I am a veteran. I'm actually still serving in the Minnesota National Guard. Uh, I live, obviously, in Minnesota. Uh, Grew up in the upper Midwest, been here my entire life. And uh, back in 2010, I launched a company called Time on Target that was a sales and marketing training company. So I got hired to get on stage and to teach people how to network and how to sell. Uh, And then I deployed, went over to Iraq and Kuwait for a year and came back and had absolutely zero clients and zero speaking gigs lined up and nothing in my pipeline and had that oh crap moment. of what am I doing with my life? And we did this huge pivot. So the company stopped being a speaking and training firm. That's now a business development tool for me. And now we're all focused on helping clients actually figure out how to sell their stuff and how to make sure that it's in sync with how their buyers make buying decisions and then integrating the technology into that. So how do you use email marketing so you don't sound like a really horrible marketer? Uh, And how do you use your CRM so it actually helps you manage your sales process and your pipeline so you can close stuff faster? One of the things that I can't stand are all the automated, um, a lot of different CRMs call them like action plans or whatever. And they're so boilerplate, you know it's a robot. Um, that happens to it. And like for you guys that are on my list, like if I send you an email, it's still very on brand. It's still dude. I barely ever spell uh, all the words correctly because I don't check. And that's just part of my brand. But because I know who my, who I am, I just be me and it works on the demo calls with someone yesterday or actually someone who signed up with us. And she's like, Hey, she's like, you're such a fucking dude. I'm like sitting there (laughs) eating chips while I'm doing my deep dive with her. She's like, you are such a fucking dude. I'm like, Hey man, it's just who I am and how I roll. I mean, I didn't fake it. Did I, I'm just authentic. That's, that's what people want in today's um, day and age. And um, we had someone on the show recently, uh, Kevin, they said uh, SEO gal. And she was like, yeah, 70% of people will look you up. That's when they visit your website. They actually call you. So once you start getting on interest, I want you guys to associate this with dating. Um, No one goes on a blind date. That's why online dating sites exist. 
And um, when you, if you're like on a dating site or something, you're going to probably look at, see who you're going to go date before you actually do it. Right. Well, it's the same thing. People aren't going to go hire someone that makes one of the largest financial investments of their life with Joe Schmo. They're going to do it with someone they know, like, and trust and relation and relating to people is the number one thing I believe in real estate because people don't hire you unless they like you. Yeah. That about us page or the about me page on your website. That's the second most viewed page on websites worldwide. I was working with a client once back when we did some web development and they're like, yeah, we don't want an about us page. I'm like, are you out of your ever loving mind? I'm like, that is a second page that people visit all the time. You have to have a really good one because they don't buy because you have cool products. They cool be, they buy because they think you're cool and they like you. And yeah. if you aren't showing off your personality on that about me page, you know, they're just going to be like, oh, this is just another boring realtor. This is just another boring coach, whatever you do. And they're going to go on to the next one. But Kevin, some people might not like the real me. I'm not going to do that. How do you answer that? So, yeah, I, and I'll be like, yeah, that hi, that was me. So when I did the big pivot with my company back in 2012, after the, after I got back from the deployment, I didn't want to be the face. I, I wanted to not be the product. I wanted to have time on target being the brand. So I did all the stuff to focus on that. Uh, and it took me a, a few years, but then I realized like, fuck, no matter what I do, I'm the CEO. I have to be the face of my company. I have to be the one out in front of people building my brand and my image so that people actually engage with me. You know, they don't go looking for a company. They look, go looking for a partner. They're looking for someone that can actually work with them and help them that they're going to enjoy spending time and doing stuff with. So for those of you who are on your bike right now that are posting memes with your brokerages branding on there, all you're really doing is building their brand, not doing anything for your own. And your face is your brand. In real estate, your face is your brand. Like that's why video, so that's why it works for everybody is that the only time it doesn't work is if people don't like you, but you're just becoming more marketable as you create more and more content. Um, and yeah, I, I don't believe that professional exists anymore. I believe it's all personable. Um, I think professional is the second question people ask. And I don't even think it's like, is he professional? They're more asking not so much as he professional as is, does he know what the fuck he's doing? Exactly. Um, right. And it, do, do people care today? Like I sold sandal. I sold real estate and sandals, dude. Um, I had a guy on our show that fucking sold a, he get, he's in the elevator and he painted his toenails purple and uh, he gets a $4.8 million listing in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So I, I meet with clients from around the world uh via zoom this is what i wear i wear a t-shirt i wear a ball cap and i'm comfortable with that because i'm sitting in my house and i'm working when i go on stage now i still now wear a t-shirt and a ball cap because now that's become my brand that's when i'm doing lives i'm doing uh, uh streaming on youtube our podcast it's always in this so now when i show up because I, I and i do like wearing button-down shirts i do like getting dressed up on occasion so now when i wear it out into business events it doesn't match anymore and it literally it draws more attention to me but not the right kind because i was like why are you in a shirt and tie yeah. like because i wanted to be that's it's okay <laughs> but yeah. like, who but is that guy yeah. that guy's an imposter exactly he's not doesn't have a cap on he's got a nice button-up shirt on you know like what he's got dress shoes on what the hell is going on with this so why do you think so many people then struggle um, with bringing their persona into their messaging and whatnot? And it, it's like in real estate, it's like, I mean, we're right up there with like attorneys. Like you talk about just stuffy businesses and it comes to marketing people. Like there's nothing more uncomfortable than reading an attorney's like marketing piece. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? 
but like, and no one's broken through that clutter. Real estate agents and mortgage people aren't too far away from that. But the yep. ones that are like super duper like personable and like, dude, they're crushing it every single time. Why are there's, people so scared to embrace their real brand? Because there's this uh, misperception that's developed over the, as email became a key part of how we did marketing, how we did sales, there became this perception that it had to be professional. It had to have this specific way of communicating. So everyone now tries to write like they're a, you know, they're the CEO, you know, if, you know, and that's not the way it should be. You know, our number one email for our, my success champion brand that I have with one who used to be a client, now my business partner, our number one email that has for opens and click throughs is starts off with, has a subject line of, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm an ass. Love it. And it's the second email in a welcoming string for a Facebook group. So someone joins the group, they answer the questions, give us their email, and we send them an email that says, hey, welcome to the group. Here's all the rules, blah, blah, blah. And then the second one is, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I'm an ass. And it follows up with, you know, I was so excited that you joined the group. I was all about wanting to hear about you and, you know, tell you all the cool stuff about the group. And I completely forgot to introduce myself. So here's three cool things about me you might not know. And like it. Yeah. And then people will reply. Well, like once a week, we will get a reply from someone that says, oh, my God, Donnie, I'm I don't think you're an ass. No, I, I wasn't offended at all. I'm like, did you not see the big block at the bottom of the email that says, if you don't want to receive any more of these emails, please click here and unsubscribe. Yeah. I'm like, they, they, they treat it like it was a real email, like Donnie if, was typing it out. Hunter, if people are responding to your autoresponder, then your email system is right. You're, you're, yeah. you're, on, you're on point. If they're not responding, you should probably do a little bit more work in there. Um, let's, uh, get into email. Um, here's a big issue that real estate agents have. Like, um, they're always selling their shit and it's like, you don't need to sell. You need to serve. You need to remind people what you sell. So, um, a lot of times, and you see this all the time, you got like these companies and they'll just tell these real estate, you got to just send these emails, these, these real estate market reports. And like the subject line says monthly market update. You're an expert at this. Is that good? No, <laughs> there, a small. No, I'm just going to flat out say it. No, you're all wrong. Uh, there is there's a small percentage of a realtor's list that's actively looking to do something with their house. And they're the ones who are trying to figure out what's going on with the market and where they're at. And if this, now is the right time, if, you know, should I wait, what's going on? And then you're going to have a section of people that are like, well, you know, we're probably going to do something in a couple of years. So they're kind of watching. And then you have a bunch of people in your list who literally just bought or sold a house and don't want to do it again. Yep. Because as as cool as it is moving into a new house, that moving into a new house still entails the whole moving, packing, unpacking, setting up, going through closing, going through inspections and the whole rigmarole. And once you're done with it, you don't want to do it again for a while. Uh, so, you know, you have to understand who's in your list. You know, the people who are giving you triggers that, yeah, I'm looking at doing something. Those are the people that should get your market reports. The people who just bought or sold a house and they're not going to do anything, you know, right away. You need to be sending them stuff. That's of value. It's going to so, help them with their current property. Yeah. The, um, and a lot of times everyone tries to, you have a warm and a cold list. You guys, this is like a big problem I have with everybody. And your warm list just needs to say, don't forget I exist because that's how you nurture and referrals. And when you nurture with video, you just stay on top of mind and it's all traction. Yep. But your lead list needs to be sold. You can sell people who ask to be sold and that a lead list 
as someone who came in off of like a list of homes or um, um, they came in off of something, but don't ever, 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 ever send a sales message to your warm database. That's like sending a sales message to your brother or sister or your wife. Yep. You know, now, if, if something big happens in the market, you know, there is some huge change with interest rates or some whole new program gets put out or so there's something correct. big going on, then push it out to everyone. 100%. Hey, I want to make sure you understand this is happening. Here's what this means for you. Here's why, even if you weren't looking at selling or buying a house, here's why you might want to now. We had uh, a lot of our clients. We, we uh, yeah, you're exactly right. Like one of our guys, everyone did the same script. So a lot of our clients were doing the, is the market going to crash script? And uh, one of our guys got 120,000 views on reels just from that one piece of content because it was relevant. So yes, yep. anytime it's relevant information is your house. Did your house lose 10% in value? I'm going to open that one up because it's relevant to today's um, day and age. Um, but yeah, just in general, just barfing out like market updates and, and, and interest rates. I mean, yep. you have a better chance of turning people off than you do nurturing and deepening the relationship. So if a real estate brokerage or a real estate agent has a really good automation tool for their email, it needs to be linked up to their website and it needs to be tracking what their contacts are doing. So most automation tools will give you a script that you can put on the header of all your website pages that will tell the system that, hey, one of your contacts just visited this page. One of your contacts just did this and it'll track their behavior on your site. So then you can tell that, hey, this contact just went and was started looking at our MLS listings on our page. We should probably reach out and do stuff with them. So you can see what they're doing. And, and that's how you can really determine if that people who you've worked with in the past or you met through a networking event are ready to actually talk about doing something in real estate. That allow, Now you can reach out with that, hey, love to set up a time and talk to you. Saw so you were looking at the house on Fifth Avenue, you know, I'd love to set up a showing for you. There's all kinds of really cool behavioral stuff you can do if you have it set up. If you're just blasting out emails to your list, it's like, you know, throwing throwing uh, stuff at the wall and hoping something's going to stick. It's like, all right, here's my message. Please, someone answer me. That's literally yeah. what your marketing person is doing for you. So like, um, so to put some perspective, you guys, like a lot of you guys are on my list. Um, I'll email these podcast episodes every Saturday. And that's like my nurturing. I'm just adding value. And anytime I create content, I'll, I'll send that out, but it's value added. It's tip added. And then once in a while, I'll try to sell you guys on something, but I'll run like a promo. But if I don't keep up the nurture, the promos less received. Yep. So you have to do a little bit of the jab, 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 jab. You go for the kills and whatnot once in a while, but you don't need to do it every single time. Um, and you shouldn't because uh, it's not valuable for other people. If yep. all I did talk about work, like Kevin, if you talk about work with your wife every day, what, what would happen? She would stop talking to me. Well, what do you think happens, guys? <laughs> and you just talk about work with your database every day. They, they tune you out too. And that's when they cheat on you with another real estate agent. So don't overthink this shit. Like you, it's common sense, but it's just relationship nurturing when you're. Yeah, so. exactly. The other thing you really want to be watching with your list to make sure you are hitting the right cadence with them is paying attention to their engagement rate you know who has engaged within the last 30 days who's engaged within 60 who hasn't engaged for 90 days uh and after the 90 day period then you really want to put them in some sort of re-engagement campaign to try and get them to start clicking and doing stuff again 
or just get them out of your list and stop sending them as often content as often because it's actually going to hurt your deliverability if you're sending a ton of stuff and no one ever opens it thank all the you, e thank you thank you uh, can you say that one more time and give them a reason why because here's here's an issue yeah. like people um realtors there's different databases that they'll have right and even lenders and the warm is like your the people you invite to your wedding or funeral that's what i'm talking about in nurturing and what kevin's talking a lot about our leads and marketing advertising and prospecting um and if you have people will come to us because we have an email software and people will come to us and they want to upload we have to put a governor on there that they can't upload more than 500 contacts and the reason for that is just meant to be nurturing because they'll upload 5,000 contacts a bunch of people they've never they have no idea who they are yeah. and then they spam them and then it kills the deliverability for everybody else so it's not about quantity you guys it's about the quality Exactly. So there's, uh, Mike, you're exactly right. There's two different types of email. There's cold email where you're trying to prospect. You've never met them. They have no clue who you are and you're trying to get them into your world and click through and uh, to opt in so you can get into the permissive world of email, which is where you want to be. It's a way more profitable place to be for email marketing and sales. But you know, I work with clients that have lists of 20,000 emails. You know, my biggest client has a few hundred thousand emails in his in his list. We don't send to the entire list. We never do the bulk mailer because all the email providers talk. So Gmail, uh, Microsoft, Yahoo, AOL is still out there. They're still talking to people. Uh, you know, micro, all the different Microsoft, MSN, they all interact with each other. And they tell each other, hey, so this email, you know, we're seeing a ton of them and only 5% of the people are opening them. This must be junk email. It's not relevant content. No one wants to see it. So now they're not even going to put it in the inbox. Or they're going to see, you know, the other thing that is horrible for your deliverability is if you go online, you see one of those gurus on Facebook saying, hey, use our email swipe file and up your, your uh, opt-ins by 100% or whatever their line is. They track content. They're going to say, all right, so we're seeing this exact same content coming from multiple people. It's probably spam. So you Sense. need to, yeah, you need to be really careful about how you're sending to your list and making sure we always send to our most active people first. So they get the email right away so that then that tells the email providers that, oh, you know, they sent out five, you know, 5,000 of these and 3,500 people opened it. We're going to make sure all the future ones get delivered because this is actually really good content. People want to see it. What is um, a good open rate for people to be looking at on a cold email list? So open rates are really kind of fucked right now. Uh, colorful language, sorry. Hope why, I why, why so? No, you're on this show. It's all good. This has got an <laughs> R-rated uh, rating right next to it. So... <laughs> So a, a few months ago, Apple made a change to their privacy policy and how they interact with emails on all of their devices. So now the way it used to work was they wouldn't download your content and load the pixel that's in emails that tracks opens until you actually open the email. Now they preload everything. So it's theoretically possible that if I segmented out my list and sent a block of email to only Apple users, I would get 100% open rate. And maybe a fraction of them even saw it. So it's really, that has really killed the open rate. Before it wasn't even really as accurate because every client counts opens differently. So like on Outlook, you can have that preview pane. You know, I, I scroll through my uh, 
email list and it automatically opens. Is that an open or is it not, is it not an open? Excellent. So open rates are really a vanity rate, a vanity metric. And now they're pretty much worthless and we've stopped uh, even really paying attention to them for most of my clients. We now really focus on the click-through rate. So it's really important when you're sending out emails, you're sending them stuff that they actually want to see. So they'll click through and look at it. What, is, now, uh, what do you like to see on, on the CTRs? Oh, that is really industry dependent. Uh, so like IT, the click-through rate for IT is like 29%. So it, it really depends on what you do. And, and it's really what the goal is, you know, you set the, set the standard for what your email list is currently performing at and then think about, all right, so how do I raise it a percentage point? How do I get that up at 5% and how do you continually improve it? Yeah. So, you know, doing the split testing, the AB testing is really key, you know, testing what it, what the words are on the button, what the call to action is, you know, which ones get people most engaged and then making those little incremental changes along the way is how you, how you really get your open rates to be in that, you know, you know, industry leading where you have the bulk of people are actually doing it as opposed to just looking at it, reading and saying, Oh, that was cool. And, and then moving on with their day. How long, um, for a cold email list for people that are prospecting and generating leads, how long should that emails be is a question we get a lot. Is there a length of time? Um, and then we'll talk about subject lines and the importance of those next. So, uh, the length of the email, uh, short, three to four paragraphs. If I'm going to do a cold email and I haven't done cold email for a while for anyone, but when I do cold email campaigns, you know, we're really looking at like three to four paragraphs, you know, really short one or two sentence paragraphs. If I have to scroll down the page, I'm going to stop reading if it's not someone I know. So it needs to be something people can digest really quickly. Uh, as far as how many emails I will usually do right around five is kind of my, my uh, key area that I'll do. I have done up to seven, uh, but five is kind of the number I'll do. I'll usually start off with a couple days right in a row, and then I'll start slowing down over, you know, every couple days and every three days and, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. And then but, for an opt-in, someone who asks for your email and opted into whatever you're giving them away. Uh, once they've opted in, I'm going to usually have some sort of specific campaign uh, geared towards what they opted in for. So if someone opts into my my stuff about sales process and content, then I'm going to have a five to six email uh, campaign that follows up with them with just further content. And that's going to come and I'm going to let them know right away, hey, I'm going to send you over the next five days, I'm going to send you five more emails with this type of stuff. Yeah. And the first three or four, usually the first three have no uh, call to action other than getting them to click through to read other content on my site or showing them, Hey, if you like this, you might like this stuff as well. Here, go download this thing. Email four and five is where I'll start actually asking them to, Hey, you know, if this makes sense, let's set up a time to meet and we'll start trying to get them into my calendar and try to get them to engage more on a one-to-one -one basis. So um, one of the books that I loved reading um, was by Marcus Sheridan. It's called you ask, you answer. Um, and um, it's about um, the biggest thing I learned out, I read a couple of years ago, but was on how um, he was selling saltwater pools or fiberglass pools, whatever it is. But um, it was cool is that they would send, they did a study on this. They would send the lead content prior to the actual demo. 
and it increased yep. the sales. It increased their like sales percentages, like by a boatloads, like, and they're just pre-selling um, mm -hmm. the person. So like most times, like when agents just immediately, if someone asks for a list of homes, they, they immediately think they have to go into sales mode. What are you looking for? What can I help you with when you're looking to buy, as opposed to saying, Hey, here's some things that you want to know before you buy this house. Like, so if you're looking in ABC neighborhood, one of the things you want to be concerned with is it's really bad for termites. Here's a couple tips uh, that you may want to know about that. Yep. The next place might, the next thing, like give them warnings that nobody knows about because that's valuable. And they're like, oh shit, but you got a date before you get married. And um, that's how emails, um, how he's explaining it to you. He gave you guys a very clear um, format and then the context of those emails. What's the um, subject lines? Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, people always, I love subjects. I think it's 90% of the email. Um, but what is your opinion on subject lines? How do you come up with good ones? They are super important. While the open rate is a vanity metric, it's you still got to have them open your email. So there has to be something that gets their attention that open that subject line is that first thing they're going to see. So like the subject line we use for Donnie for that email. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm an ass. You know, that people are going to open it just because they want to see what the hell's in the email. Yeah. You know, and whether they know Donnie or not, they're like, what the Oh, what? Why? What did you do? And they, they want to know there's got to be a story. So it's got to be something that's relevant to them. And you know, like you're the uh, one that you said has your home value dropped 10% something that's really relevant to them. They're like, Oh, God, I, you know, I don't know what my home value is. Has it dropped with the with the changes over the last month? And it's it, don't use words like free. Uh, it's got to provide the value, you know, it has to tell them exactly what, why they need to open this email. Do you like emojis and subject lines? I am not an emoji person, but they are shown to actually work. You know, people, yeah. they, for some reason, email subject lines with emojis do have a higher open rate. I don't know if yeah. it's because the shift in the demographic of who's getting the business emails and, and that type of stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know if emojis would work for my mom and dad who are in their, you know, almost 80. Uh, but for my, uh, my niece, who is now a teenager, she would totally open an email with a subject line that had emojis. So like again, it. It, it, again, it goes back to knowing who your client is and who your list is, you know, dial, if, which goes back into dialing your own authentic way of communicating before you create any of this stuff. Yep. So yeah, now you it, just do it over, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're emailing to 50, 60, 70 year olds, you're going to communicate in a completely different way and a different, different tone than if you're interacting with a 20 or 30 year old, you know, because the both generations communicate differently. They use different words. There's different expectations about how you should interact. Uh, and you have to understand what those norms are. And that's part of writing your content is having the right tone and voice so that it matches your personality, but then it's still, uh, it, it, it works with the people that's reading it. You know, if I go up on a stage uh, to speak to a bunch of business owners and I start rapping, <laughs> one, th while that would be humorous and really humiliating for me, it's probably not going to be as effective uh, as if I'm talking to the key things that they want to know and interacting with them on their level. Yep. Well, I get it, man. Um, Kevin, any closing thoughts? Um, do you want to add any final tips? And then uh, we can tell people where they can find you. 
Yeah, uh, the biggest tip is be yourself. When you're writing your email stuff, don't try and sound like you're this really high-powered you know, ad agency copywriter. You know, It needs to sound like how you will sound when you're actually talking to them in person. Uh, and be yourself because you're going to attract people that want to do work with people like you. You know, if you're putting on a completely different air when at business and you're completely someone else uh, at home and alone, you know, it, it doesn't work. It's like when the real estate agents have like the glamour shot from the 1980s and they still have that on their business card. The client shows up to the restaurant. They can't figure out who the hell's there because it's not the same person anymore. And like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, that's not the person I, I called. I, I had a LinkedIn meeting the other uh, couple of weeks ago with someone that I looked at their LinkedIn profile. I'm like, sweet. They jumped on the on the call and they were actually 20 years older now. I'm like, why yeah. are you catfishing on LinkedIn? That's uh, hilarious. It's like, what the hell? So. And you have a gift, I understand, for people. Why don't you tell them what they can get from you? I do. I have a gift for all your listeners. If they text the words sell smarter to 612-429-4298, I will send them a list of questions they can use to help map out their client's buying process and a guide to what content is most effective for each step in the sales cycle. Sweet. Why don't you go and tell also where your website is? If they want to look you up, connect with you on social and all that. Yeah, my website is www.time-target.com. So timeontarget.com with hyphens between all of the words. Love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate your insight. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, we talked a lot about authentic and being authentic and dialing in your brand. A lot of you guys are stuck getting on video because you don't know what that is yet. And it's impossible to do it consistently over time without first dialing in whatever you're going to be talking about. But people don't listen to what you talk about. They remember how you talk about it. So that's the importance of dialing in your video strategy. And if you need a real estate marketing dude to go ahead and do that for you, visit our website at realestatemarketingdude.com. We script, edit, distribute, and put you on the map for all of your video content so that people stop forgetting about you, but more importantly, start relating with you so you can start attracting clients versus chasing them. Uh, that is realestatemarketingdude.com, realestatemarketingdude.com, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.